0: Let's say, let's say you go in, you have this conversation and your daughter says, you're my dad. Like, I, I deserve part of this ownership.
1: She does not do things like I want her to do them. You know, I still think I'm the boss, I'm the owner. And I would not be surprised if we did sell it that within a year, the other three fired her. How do you feel about that? She's been warned.
0: Welcome to How To. I'm Charles Duhigg. Each week, we talk to listeners like you, who are trying to figure out how to solve a problem, like how to break your phone addiction or or how to uproot your life. This week, we have a listener who's trying to start a new chapter in his life, but he doesn't quite know how. Meet Kyle from
1: Texas. I've been in the insurance business since 1980 it was a family business that my dad started in 1973 and how
0: many employees do you have
1: i have four employees all female
0: and have you enjoyed being in the insurance business
1: well (laughs) (laughs) you know i really have never met anyone that said i'm going to be an insurance agent and then, also, I've never met anyone that retired from the insurance business that says, "Damn, I really missed that <laughs> and and you're you're sixty four now, is that right? Well, actually, I turned sixty five two weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kyle wants to retire, but but he doesn't want to shut down his company. he He says he wants to sell it to his employees and then live off of the proceeds of the sale for the next decade.
1: You know, I would like to keep the actual business going and give these girls, ladies something that they could have for the rest of their lives. So
0: why not just sort of turn to them and say, hey, you know, you you four, I'm gonna sell you my business. You wanna buy it?
1: (laughs) Well, it's a little more complicated than that.
0: That is actually more true than any of us realize. Because we thought we were going to help Kyle figure out how to sell his family business. But as it turns out, he has a much bigger problem. Because one of his most troublesome employees also happens to be his daughter. More after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Choiceology, an original podcast from Charles Schwab. Hosted by Katie Milkman, an award-winning behavioral scientist and author of the best-selling book, How to Change, Choiceology is a show about the psychology and economics behind our decisions. Hear true stories from Nobel laureates, authors, athletes, and everyday people about why we do the things we do. Listen to Choiceology at schwab.com podcast or wherever you listen. We're back with Kyle, who's trying to figure out how to retire from his family insurance business.
1: That's right. I'm very active. You know, I ride a bicycle. My wife and I opened a Pilates studio last year, and we've both become instructors. We have like... 55 classes a week. Oh my gosh. So it's been very gratifying to do that. You sound in much better shape than I am, frankly. <laughs> well, well, let me let me tell you what we
0: did to try and um help you out. So, we reached out to this Harvard Business School professor named Christina Wing, who's actually in the studio with me. Hi. And Christina, you grew up in Texas, is that right? I did. I grew up in Houston. How did you get in, interested in this? Like, why did you start focusing on family business?
2: My father was a serial entrepreneur, and so I was always interested in my own reasons for wanting to or not work with him. And my view on families and business is it's an amazing way to create legacy.
0: Yeah. And and I'll say, I actually started a company with my father before I became a journalist um, in Albuquerque. And it was it was terrible <laughs> it was it was it was a terrible thing for our relationship i mean the the business actually did well and and we ended up selling it and it was very successful but it was it was not a good thing for my relationship with my dad
1: i run into people all the time that cannot believe that i worked with my father for 20 years yeah and certainly we had some very rough times but ninety nine percent of the time, we got along very well. And let me ask Kyle, do you do
0: you have a number in your mind about how much you think you'd want to sell this thing for to your employees?
1: I'm thinking eight hundred thousand dollars okay.
2: let's Let's talk about this for a second, though. One of the important things about families and business is when you step out, who does what you have been doing. And so of the employees you're leaving there, is anyone capable to do the accounting and the other things, or are they gonna to need to add to their cost by bringing somebody in to do those jobs?
1: Now, the Brooke, who is my senior employee, she could do it. Have you have you broached this with them at all? Like, have you had any talks with any of them? Only Brooke. And what did Brooke say? Bob, oh, she's all for it. She's hanging her hat on this. You know, she when I hired her, she was a waitress. And she took to this like a duck to water. She really sees the value of what we're doing here.
0: And so the thing is, Kyle told me he feels really comfortable selling the company to Brooke and to his two other employees. They, they do a great job running the company and they could pay him off over time, which would provide for his retirement. But then there's the fourth employee, his daughter, Natalie.
1: My daughter doesn't have the skill set. I can't sell it to her. And I would love to, but she is not detail-oriented. She is a salesperson, and as we know, salespeople are kind of like artists, and details are for other people.
0: And she, she's one of the four people that, that are working at the firm. Is that, that right? That's correct. Well, let's say, let's say you go in and you have this conversation with the four employees. Let's say Brooke says, look, I'm on board. I'm ready to do it. And let's say the fourth one, your daughter says, well, look, I I don't necessarily wanna be an, be a manager, but you're my dad. I deserve part of this
1: ownership because you should pass it to me. What do you think about that? Well, we have had a very rough uh, relationship in this area. She She does not do things like I want her to do them. I keep telling her this is coming you know, that I'm going to retire. And I don't think that she is grasping that it is really coming.
2: So let's just talk about this for a moment. Sometimes, and you did not experience this with your father because you had a a great working relationship, sometimes some of the stresses at home become the stresses in the workplace for parent-child. Do the the. The tendencies you're talking about that bother you in the in the workplace were those the same tendencies at home?
1: Yes she was pretty rebellious and did not do the things around the house that her mother and I wanted her to do. I mean she couldn't be to work on time if her life depended on it and she lives within a hundred feet of my office. (laughs) So, So, digging a hole here, aren't
2: (laughs) you? You know, well, no. But this is um, this is very common, and I think I'm not going to take sides. I I, we don't we're not giving your daughter an opportunity here. But sometimes parents see their child in the business the same way they saw them as a child at home, and so they they enter kind of pre pissed is what we call it, and that's hard. (laughs) And sometimes people flourish when. A parent leaves the business because they feel empowered, and sometimes the parent has protected them and they get fired from the business. So like you said, it could go either way, but you do want to mm-hmm. make sure you see both sides of what could be going on. Um, but yes, it's it's challenging. Is that
0: possible, Kyle, that, that you're bringing something to, to the workplace that's holding your daughter back or down in a way that if you leave, she might flourish?
1: But It's possible. It's possible. It's a very detailed business and somebody's got to run the business.
2: But the, you know what? Think about this. You said your daughter's excellent at selling insurance. You need to both sell the insurance and then properly put it on the books and do everything else. It sounds like there's a role for her. It's just more external. Are you just frustrated because she doesn't have your skill set? You could say that.
1: You know, I'm a pleaser, and I do what it takes for people to to get along with people and for them to like me, and I'm non-confrontational. And so if somebody wants me to put my pen next to my phone every night before I leave the office, I just do it. I just don't think about it. I just do it. And... Well, therein lies the rub.
2: Yes, that's you know you you <laughs> might be underselling and undervaluing what your daughter is really good at, and if you okay. step back, it's really hard to sell things. Um, so if she's good at part of the business, that's really hard then that uh-huh. should be rewarded. And maybe she's purposely not putting her pen next to the, the pad of paper the way you want it because you've been annoying her about that for so many years. <laughs> so I wouldn't um I wouldn't give up on having the name of your business continue on with another family member. We just might need to get a little looser about where the pen goes. Let me ask you, Christina,
0: because you okay.
2: you kind of have some experience with this.
0: You you were in business with your dad,
2: right? Well, I actually didn't go into business with my father. Okay. <laughs> my brother was in the business with my father. And I didn't go into it because we're two alike. Um, we are both very stubborn. We both would want that pen in a certain way and it wouldn't work. But you have to know those things. What I think is interesting, this is what I tell my people that are considering families in business, think about when you've possibly planned a vacation with family members and how that goes. And if you can't plan a vacation with family members, you should not go into business with family members.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you Kyle, let's say let's say your daughter wasn't working with the business. Do you think that this question would be any different if your daughter wasn't one of the people involved?
1: I think it would be a lot easier. I think it'd be a lot easier for me and I think it would be a lot easier on Brooke. Cause she is, We although we have not talked about my daughter, it's the elephant in the room because they work together closely and it's a struggle for brooke
2: now brooke is like you right
1: yes it drives my daughter crazy
2: okay so think about this you know (laughs)
1: two two against one
2: two against one and also probably you show favoritism towards brooke because she does things in a way that you approve of And that is hard when you're a daughter um, because you want your father to approve of you
1: well i'll tell you this if she wasn't my daughter i would have fired her a long time ago (laughs) now you're digging that hole (laughs) yeah she knows it and everybody else knows it too she's a good insurance salesman she's great with people but she's just not a very good employee no, this is one of the reasons that I'm just so, I'm so tired of dealing with this over the last, especially the last five years, that I really want to remove myself from it because it is just so difficult.
2: So, Kyle, would you want to continue working if your daughter wasn't there?
1: It would be much easier.
2: Okay, so this is an entirely different conversation than selling the business. <laughs> we need you to be talking to a family therapist. That's me. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Nice to meet you. Um, so this is a totally different conversation in some ways. It's it's kind of more of a conversation around how do you fire your child from a business? And this, for Kyle, is the real problem. When we come back, Christina
0: will try and help Kyle preserve his company's legacy and sort things out with his daughter but he might not be able to do both. This episode is brought to you by Choiceology, an original podcast from Charles Schwab. Choiceology is a show all about the psychology and economics behind our decisions. Each episode shares the latest research in behavioral science and dives into themes like, can we learn to make smarter decisions and the power of do-overs? The show is hosted by Katie Milkman. She's an award-winning behavioral scientist, professor at the Wharton School, and author of the best-selling book, How to Change. In each episode, Katie talks to authors, historians, athletes, Nobel laureates, and everyday people about why we make irrational choices and how we can make better ones to avoid costly mistakes. Listen and subscribe at schwab.com podcast or find it wherever you listen.
3: This episode is brought to you by Defender. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and the interior is built with robust materials and integrity. The Defender capability is legendary, whether you're facing off road challenges or harsh weather conditions. A vehicle made to go further, the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender.
0: Reboot your credit card with Apple Card, the only credit card designed for iPhone. It gives you up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase. Plus, Apple Card has no fees, not even hidden ones. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Variable APRs for Apple Card range from 19.24% to 29.49% based on credit worthiness. Rates as of February 1st, 2024. Terms and more at AppleCard.com. We're back. And the turmoil between Kyle and his daughter, it reminds me of another father-daughter drama that's been playing out in one of my favorite TV shows.
2: I'll take my money. Five years time, I'd like to be free of this company and the Roy name. This company means a lot to me. Yeah, sure, Dad. So fine, keep it. It's a toy shop. Keep running it for sentimental reasons until you nod out.
0: Now, obviously, there's a lot of differences between the Roy's quest for global domination in HBO Succession and Kyle's situation in Texas, foremost of which is the size of their companies. But Harvard Business School professor Christina Wing, she says that all family businesses share these common problems.
2: It doesn't matter if your business is worth 800000 or $25 billion. I have a family right now I'm advising for that's worth north of that and same issues. Same really? Same issues.
0: And why? are these really business questions, or are they family emotional questions?
2: Well, so the inability to deal with the family question becomes a business question, becomes a business problem, and then it affects. I mean, if you think about the stakeholders, we're talking about shareholders is what we're talking about. We're talking about employees, customers, and society. You know, 80% of the businesses outside the United States are family-owned. They're conglomerates, and so it affects everybody if these businesses don't get done right. All right, so Kyle, I'm gonna ask you one question. What's your number one goal to have happen between you and your daughter?
1: But the number one goal is I wish we would have a, a better relationship, a good relationship, a father-daughter relationship, a family relationship, just so that we could just talk, whether it's about the business or whether it's about our dogs. That we could just talk about it and it wouldn't be uh, strained. Maybe if she did go to work for somebody else then she would understand that all that stuff dad was saying it's real. I have a friend that's been in the restaurant business for about 40 years and he's got a son in the business with him and when the son wanted to come into business with him he made him go leave town and work for another restaurant for, I don't know, two or three years, and then come back. And they have a great relationship. And I look back on that thinking, boy, maybe I should have done that too.
2: Kyle, I got to tell you, my most successful families that I advise have a policy that no child can enter the business until they've worked somewhere else for two years. And so you just (laughs) answered your own question because it does (laughs) make a big difference. Information I could have used earlier. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it just teaches them that, you know, when you need that extra day at Thanksgiving, you actually have to ask somebody off instead of saying, hey, Dad, I'm not coming in on Wednesday. It just puts everything in perspective. And so it's not too late. If you want to stay in the business, if your goals are to have a relationship with your daughter and still work, then maybe you sit down with her and say, I don't want to sell the business to anyone but you but I can't sell it to you now. Can you go work somewhere else for a couple years and see? And I'm going to keep this business going, and that way we can find a relationship outside the business, and then maybe you come back to the business and it's yours. That might be the better solution for you.
1: Okay. That's a thought.
2: How old is she, your daughter?
1: She's 34. And and does she have kids? Is she married? Nope. She's not married. Does not have any kids.
0: Christina, let me ask you this. How does he have that conversation with his daughter to figure out whether she's going to step up or whether he actually ought to sell this company to Brooke and not to his daughter?
2: Well, I, I think if if his goal is, number one goal is to have a relationship with his daughter over any business outcome, if that's the next conversation, then he's going to lose both. He's going to lose his company and he's going to lose his daughter. Um, I believe that showing her a path where she gets to decide the outcome or have a hand in it is a better way to go. And so I would be really upset if I were your daughter and, and found out you were having all these conversations with Brooke about possibly selling the company and about me and where's my role. And so if you could sit down with her and say, I know this is going to be hostile. I, I hate that I feel that way, but I'm 65 I'm so stressed by working together that I'm considering selling the business. So I see two options. One option is I sell the business to the group, in which case they might not keep you. The second option is maybe you leave, I stay, I continue to increase the value, and we work on our relationship. And then if you and I get on a better footing, you come back and you you take over part of the business. I, I have this strange feeling in the back of my head that you want her to suddenly become you and you want her to have the business if she could. And you just don't see how she can do that. You're never gonna see it while she's still there because she's never gonna learn these skills from you. She hasn't in the last eight years. So, in 10 years, she's been there 10 years, right? Right. So if she wants to run the business, she needs to go out. She might say to you, hey, Dad, I don't ever want to run the business. And she might surprise you and say, okay, well, I was staying here because I thought that was a way for us to work on our relationship. You sell it to Brooke, I'm leaving. You don't know, but you can't just project what she's going to do.
1: Okay. That sounds very reasonable.
2: How do you think that conversation,
1: how does
0: it go well and how does it go poorly?
1: Uh, It doesn't go well at all and it'll be scary for her and she will not want to hear it. And let's say that you're in a place where you have to
0: choose, where where you have that conversation, it doesn't go well, she says, I don't want to hear this, and you have to choose between selling this company to Brooke, which makes it economically safe and sound and will take care of you for the next 10 years, you'll got $125,000 a year, you know that Brooke is going to do a good job running this, but Brooke is saying, look, I only want to do this if I'm going to be in charge and I want the ability to hire and fire. I want to be able to change the name of it if I want to. I want to be the owner. And that's option one. And that's going to damage potentially your relationship with your daughter. And option two is that the business is less stable and that you have to stick with it a little bit longer, but you're going to have more time to work on the relationship with your daughter. You're not going to potentially alienate her. How do you choose between them? Which
1: one do you think is more important to you? Well, the the financial stability is more important to me. That may be callous, but I have I've told my daughter for years that you know this is my goal. This is what I want to do. You know, my dad died in 1999. He was 68 years old, and he worked a full day. when he died, and I don't want to do that, and that has been a goal of mine. I want to retire, I want to travel, and the fact that you have not been able to hone in on this, I can't help that, and I'm going to do this, and if it's just selling it to Brooke, then that's the way it's going to be. And.
2: Let me, add, let me interrupt you self- for a minute. I'm and, being
1: selfish, and I just want to be selfish. In
2: that. No, that's, <laughs> <you know? laughs> that's great if you want to be selfish, but I think you've been selfish not dealing with Natalie sooner, because you've been non-confrontational, and so 10 years is too long for this, and a little tough mm-hmm. love earlier would have been better, because otherwise, when you enable people for that long, they don't learn how to change, and families and business enable weak links for a long time because they don't want to lose a family member. Any other employee would have been gone 10 times over. So Absolutely. you bear some of the burden of how you handle it now because you let it go on for 10 years like this. You, you're you going to have to have a conversation that's hard, but the outcome might be the same.
1: Well, my my father was very good to me and did a lot of things for me. And I was so appreciative, and I was always just wanting to do better to, you know, I'm a riding the yuppie. I wanted to do more, have more, better house, better cars, all that, and so that's what I did for Natalie, and, you know, it hasn't worked, and I just keep doing the same thing over and over thinking, well, this, you know, this motivated me, but it does not motivate her. Christine, let me ask You've probably seen a lot of these conversations
0: happen with families you've worked with and students you've helped. I imagine some tough love helps, it makes things better, and some tough love is just tough. How does how does that play out?
2: You know, it it it's very hard and we encourage people to role play, which is might sound funny to you Kyle, but like to really role play even with your wife about what the conversation might be like. Um the hard thing is when you're family, you think you know what the other person's going to say before they say it, and so the mm-hmm. defensiveness just creeps in. I don't think there's any scenario where the two of you can sit down and have the same conversation you've had for 10 years and expect a different result.
0: What do you think about that, Kyle? I
1: agree. I mean, we, we're we not going to be able to have really a civil conversation about this I've given her articles to read, I, you know, read this book, look at this uh, podcast, check out this YouTube video.
2: I think what you just said was you gave her all these things. Have you ever asked her to give you something? No. So say, Natalie, what what can I do to make this work better? What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? I've sent you articles, books, send me some things. Because you, what you're missing is you're missing whatever point of view she has. She's She has some point of view she's not clearly able to express to you. And I would turn it around. I would turn it around and ask her for what do you need to be successful? What's going to make you happy? help me here, help me help you, so to speak. So instead of it always being about her role in the business, how about her role in life? Like the same kind of coaching you would do as a father if she wasn't working for you. And then you've built a bridge. Um, I I can guarantee you, God forbid, something happened to you like you just said happened to your father three years from where you are now, she's not going to be able to live with the fact that she wasted all this time. And so I think if you you can break it into different buckets – family is one bucket, business is another bucket, but then her personal career is a third bucket, you're going to be better off. Right now, every time you sit down, you're talking about all three at once. Yes. So separate the issues. Okay. She is a a single woman. She needs to earn her own career. And right now, it sounds like she has a job, not a career.
1: Absolutely. Do you think you could do that, Kyle? Yes, I can give it my best effort and try to make this work.
2: So, Kyle, let me give you a pep talk. Get the goal in (laughs) mind, okay? So, you've got to go into it with a goal. If the goal is, I'm going into this conversation for what's best for Natalie, not what's best for Kyle, not what's best for the insurance business. Let's have a goal for the conversation that's different. And then, you know, go home, get annoyed, be pissed and then have the what's best for the business <laughs> conversation and what's best for Kyle, you know, but not when you have it with Natalie, because you're you're too confused otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Be- before we wrap things up, let me ask, Christina, is there any other advice that you think Kyle should be
2: thinking about? Well, Kyle, I think you need to think about yourself a little bit here. You know, you're not your father. You do Pilates a gazillion times a week. You're healthy. But you like going to this office. You like bantering with these women. I think it's part of your life and your routine. And you're going to miss it more than you think. You're going to miss that relevancy. You're going to miss that um, leadership role that you have. So if you're doing this the way we're suggesting, which is spend time with Natalie and then nail Brooke down and get a multi-year structure. That's the most tax efficient. Make sure you don't mess it up by needing that validation and keep laughing. It's good for you. (laughs) I think it's going to work out.
0: I got to say, like, it, it sounds to me like you're in a better place than when we were at the start of this call.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Lovely talking to you.
1: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation.
0: Thank you to Kyle for sharing his story with us. And to Harvard Business School professor, Christina Wing. Do you have a problem that needs solving? Send us a note at howtoatslate.com, and we might be able to help. That's howtoatslate.com. Also, we want to hear from those of you who have found the advice on our podcast helpful. You can tweet us at hashtag howtopod. Or if you call and you leave us a voicemail, we might play it on the air. The number is 646-495-4001. How To's executive producer is Derek John. Rachel Allen is our production assistant, and Merit Jacob is our engineer. Our theme music is by Hannes Brown. June Thomas is the senior managing producer of Slate Podcasts, and Gabriel Roth is Slate's editorial director for audio. Special thanks to Asha Saluja. I'm Charles Duhigg. Thanks for listening.